0: My name's Ollie Peart. and I am none other than Tim Warwood. And this is the
1: Pre Olympic Day Special Numero Ocho. What is wrong with you, Numero? What is seriously? What's wrong with it? Olympic Day Special. You say it weird. You go Olympic Special Day Eight, not Olympic Day Special. You make it sound like something on a fucking menu. As I sit in the log cabin, realising that I haven't written an intro for today's episode, and the sun gleams through the windows on my mum's house with their slightly frilly curtains, because that's where I am at the moment, drinking coffee out of a robin mug. It's time for the appray, as me and Tim sit in our log cabin podcast studio. Nice in here today, Tim, isn't it? Ooh! I've actually got to the left of me a proper... I don't want, I don't want to break the pretense... Of the log cabin podcast studio, it's very, very real in in our minds. Okay, so don't don't want to shatter that illusion. But I have got a, a yeah. massive. I'm going to show you actually a massive fireplace to the left of me. Look at the size of that! Christ, who still has them? Yeah. Someone's doing all right. Where does your mom live? Mum lives in Somerset. Yeah, she does all right. You know,
0: of course she She's does
1: how you doing anyway man
0: really good thanks yeah i'm really good have you watched the mixed board across not
1: yet no i haven't i want to ask you about this because i don't know if this is weird or not but whenever you tell me about what's happened overnight i then go back and watch it obviously because i've been asleep and i quite like sort of relaying what you've said to me back (laughs) as i'm watching it going oh yeah i remember tim saying that so come on tell me fill me in what happened
0: Alright then, so overnight I was up commentating on the mixed border cross, now border cross if you don't know you probably do, I'll do it very quickly, it's a race from top to the bottom, first person to cross the line wins over a load of jumps, whoops, bumps, dips, berms, corners, you name it, um, they're all thrown in, it's motocross racing on snow four riders now the mixed team board across takes a man and a woman and they do it in relay so first the men go the gate drops and they fly down then as they cross the line their time gets recorded and that time then gets put into the gates uh, and makes the order of the gates drop with the same time wow. that the men cross the line at the bottom And it's nothing short of amazing. The men go down, they brunt it out. They've just got to cross the line. And then, of course, as with everything in life, we leave the women to do the hard part and they bring it home for their respective countries. And it is nothing short of amazing. And the result was poetic
1: let's do a spoiler come on I I will watch it don't mind knowing the result I'm sure I'm going to find it out one way or another then how did we do we had Charlotte Banks in that obviously didn't we in Hugh Nightingale I think it was
0: they did really really well now Hugh's only 20 years of age a youngster from Bolton Banks world champion and what you were getting actually is where the man was a high seed the woman would be a low seed and then in teams where the woman was the high seed the man would be a low seed as in Team GB. What this kind of did was really level the playing really? field. There were a few teams that were very strong. The Italians were both high seeds as were the USA but it, other than that it was quite a level field. Now yes Team GB did very well. Unfortunately they couldn't make it to the final but they did make it to the small final where they finished fifth. So they finished um, fifth overall in the Olympics and they were ranked 15th so a huge result for Team GB coming into this. But the final was brilliant. USA Team won because the second USA Team was eliminated earlier on. It was Lindsay Jacobellis, the 36 year old who you probably remember threw away a gold medal in Turin. She came back to win a gold just three days ago in the women's border cross. Uh, she was paired with Nick Baumgartner, a 40 year old rad dad from america a guy who pours concrete for a job he's the oldest olympian for team usa wow. a man who's been there or thereabouts his entire life he's like a silverback gorilla shouting <laughs> like, beating his chest, Rah! and a real good advocate for the sport and like i said he's been there or thereabouts for years but with no huge success i think he's been world cup champion a couple of times probably 20 years ago but definitely this olympics was the last roll of the dice and they only went and bloody did it, didn't they? Imagine. It was so yeah. good.
1: That'd be so good. The age of forty. I mean, you're past it now, but I mean, I'm only yeah. thirty-six, so there's still <laughs> there's still time. I could still do it. Hey, yeah, I had a so- I had a message from our from a mutual friend actually. I I say friend. I'm going to say mutual egg. Joe Rackley. He sent ah. a message. So Joe Rackley is uh, for those of you who don't know. Me and Tim actually worked with Joe quite a few years ago in 2015 on a TV show. So that's how we know. Joe he's a very unusual man and he just wanted to pull you up on one or two <laughs> things Tim so I just thought I'd put it to you and see what you see what you say oh god what he, have I he's said, just wrong. said
0: it's worth noting before we go in Joe Joe is a bit of a nerd as well Joe loves his winter sports oh, yeah. he's been a snowboarder for close to 30 years so he knows what he's talking about yeah yeah yeah
1: so he says a couple of issues with Tim's facts today I know he's tired but still well he's given you a bit of bit of leeway there I'm pretty sure oh, okay. average rotation count went down from 2018 to 2022 he said 2018 was 1100 something and 2022 it was a thousand and something. Also, when mentioning the hot dogging, Tim said they do four flips. That's actually illegal, I believe, with a three flip cap. Oh,
0: well, first of all, let's address that. Correct, Joe Rackley. Correct. Oh, look at him. Um, well done, Joe. That, so so you're not allowed to do four flips. Right.
1: Yeah, it's not called I okay. love that he's called he's it got, where's that from? I do not even know that.
0: Hot dogging is the was the term to freestyle skiing back in the eighties, wasn't was it? Was it? That's what they used to call it, hot dogging. Yeah, see so yeah. he,
1: he's showing his age there. He's showing his age. And what about on the what, what what about on the rotation front then?
0: Okay, so in twenty eighteen, mm. are you ready for this? Sean White did a fourteen forty oh, into a fourteen forty, front side five Then he did 1260 to 1260. That is a total of 5940 degrees of rotation divided by five hits. That's 1188 degrees of spin.
1: That's enough spin for a propeller to take off a plane, I think.
0: It it probably is. Then Beijing, Ayumu did 1440 into 1440, front 12, back 12, front 14. A 6840 total spin. Divided by the five hits gives you one thousand three hundred sixty-eight degrees of spin.
1: There you are, Joe. There you go. You've you, you've had your 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 queries answered. So there you go. In 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 your big round face.
0: He'll go off and do research. You know that don't he you? will come. You know be, he will come back. Research it, and he'll come back. Come back. Also, very quickly at Joe underscore Rackley on Instagram. Go and give Joe a follow because he's currently building the boat, the Orca from the Jaws film. He's building it on his 3D model printer. And, yeah, uh, he's it's quite impressive. He's quite an impressive
1: model maker, which I find utterly baffling because he's got hands like paving slabs. Hello, who's that?
2: It's uh, it's Gaz. Gaz who? <laughs> it's Gaz Vogan. Whee! <laughs>
0: It's only the man with the most difficult job in the world, Gaz Vogan, Mm. Olympic judge. Yeah,
2: woohoo! I'm glad I still get that reception. (laughs)
1: Well
2: (laughs) I don't. It's
0: really hard this one, isn't it? Because I've known Gaz. I met Gaz. Well, I've met Gaz on and off snowboarding. A few times in its various ski shows. I think actually, Gaz, you were, you were commentating when I, when I met you properly. And I don't know when you actually made the proper jump to full-time FIS judge. Go on, let, well, let's start there. When, when did you become a full-time FIS judge?
2: Oh, I think it was about five years ago. Right. I started judging in 2014, but just, you know, the Brits and kind of the fun contests. And then took the leap in with Fizz, I think it must have been 2017, I think it was. So, relatively short career compared to a lot of the guys out here. I just kind of threw myself in and uh, quit my job and started... Travelling and getting judged by other people. It sounds uh, so much less official when you call
1: it fizz. <laughs> <laughs>
2: fizz.
1: Yeah. We, we ought to address the giant elephant in the room then. Because the media pile-on for the judging faux pas of the Slopestyle final, Max Parrow taking gold, has been, quite frankly, and I'm going to say it, it's been fucking obscene. So many people have sort of piled on on it without really fully understanding... The oh, yeah. w- w- what happened knowing the full situation so Gaz you're here you're the judge
2: you're out there what happened? So we always judge what we see is kind of the way we see it and the camera angle we got it looked like a, a well excured cab 16 from Max Perot and the kind of the thing that I don't think a lot of people understand is we get 10 to 15 seconds to put our scores in and with section by section we're looking at two features so we have to put two scores in Within that short amount of time because TV are always chasing us and trying to keep us on track. So we, it looked like a good run. We didn't re- request a replay like we sometimes might if there was something kind of conscient- conscientious. That's a difficult word to say at this time. Contentious. 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 That's the one. I thought conscientious sounded yeah, yeah. odd. That's why I'm not an English teacher. So we, uh, <laughs> we hadn't requested the replay because everything looked fine. Scores went in. And at that point, once the scores go in and the head judge presses confirm, they're kind of locked away in a in a secret box that we can't access. And then we saw the same replay that everyone else did, which shows something different to what we'd seen and what we'd judged. And then, the internet kicked off.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really really unfortunate. And in fact, from the commentary booth, we called it the same. You know, he. In our eyes, I think the words that I used was like, he's really cleaned that run up. I fully went out there, I was like, yeah, he's boxed smart, he's cleaned that run up, he's done it better than he did before, than his first run. And so we were all on the same page. And I think that's the one thing to remember, is that these events, you think that you're watching a snowboard event. Yes, you are, you absolutely are. But again, in Gaz's defence, you're watching an event, actually, that's now almost made for TV, and the TV rules. And Gaz is right, you've got the director he's he's demanding that the scores come through quicker which puts pressure on the judges but he's also what the director's doing and what I'm finding as we go on is and it might be one or two directors I'm just saying the name director but <laughs> these TV directors they're They're feeding these TV pictures to everybody around the world and they're not always the... You know, he's cutting out of tricks early. So many times I'm going to go, yeah, here comes the mistake, you'll see exactly... Oh, no, he's not. Because the the TV director cuts away mid-trick, so you don't actually get to see that mistake. We were all in the same boat, in essence, that, yeah, you do kind of blame the judges. I mean, it's kind of the first port of call and I'm a bit guilty of it. We're all a bit guilty of it sometimes because you need to help the narrative as a commentator, but... I can compl- Me and Ed both called it completely wrong It was something that was really hard It was really, I don't know, quite crazy How it was missed by everybody Everybody first time around And it was only upon the slow-mo A completely different camera angle That you were able to see How kind of shockingly you missed the grab
1: Well, yeah, and the thing is, you have hindsight, Tim. You know, you can kind of you can watch that replay, and then you can go, "Oh no, we called it wrong." Gaz, how does it work in a in a competition with judging? Because I'm so naive to how the judging process actually works. How does it work when it's not being televised and it's not being filmed? How do you judge it? Because I feel like if somebody's in control of the feed that you're seeing. That's slightly dictating how... Well, it is completely dictating how the judging is going to come out, isn't it? So how would you do it if it wasn't being filmed?
2: So slope-salz is always a tricky one if it's not being filmed just because of the length of the course. So when we do the Brits and Lax, for example, we have to sit really far away so we can actually see the first and the last jump and we start the little kind of knoll on the side of uh, on the side of the hill. Big Air and half are super easy to do without the TV because you just sit at the bottom or you sit on the knuckle and you get a very in-person view. And I think with Big Air that's coming up on Monday-Tuesday we're in a really good position because we're going to be on the knuckle and judging live as it were with our eyes through the window that they've got in this uh, kind of insane big air ramp. But yeah, TV does make it tricky and we spoke with for like 90 minutes with the OBS guys on the last day of training to try and, like figure out camera angles. Uh, who's the OBS? Sorry, is that the Olympic Broadcasting something? Uh, yeah, system service, Olympic Broadcasting Service. Um, just some nerds with nerds with cameras, nerds with cameras. Exactly, because I was on the rail sections and some of the shots, we couldn't actually see which rail the rider was on or how the landing was, so we were trying to figure all that out. We still then had to deal with what, what we saw, and fortunately for Halfpipe, we had our own independent camera system. So we actually had a different feed to the one that went out to all the viewers, which was quite nice. It's been a weird one, and and... I'm really with Gaz
0: on this and all the judges and the one thing I really like is how you'll notice Gaz has just used the word we through all of it and I really yeah. like that He's like, because they're, they're a team, they're a crew and they've got to stick together as judges and I really like that and actually a lot of the messaging that we're getting and a lot of the people in the know all side with the judges and all side with Gaz and, and is talk the head judge and everybody else
1: is it going to change the judging process gaz then for the next games are they looking at it and is it something that's going to change do you think it should change
2: i think it should change but i'm not entirely sure how i think at this point in time we don't really have a current these are the steps that we need to do to get it to a better place i think it's it's going to be one of those post olympics discussions in the next couple of years that i think everyone will remember we'll get our thinking caps on and see if we can come up with a good a good system and for big air and halfpipe we've kind of just said sod the kind of the tv director will make sure we get the right score in so for half pipe i was actually the one controlling the replays because we had our separate feed we could actually manage what replays we saw and we weren't relying on tv and i could tee them up straight after the run so we kind of taken that out of their hands already and i'll be doing the same for big air it's quite nice because me as a judge i can see where there might be kind of an instability or something to look at closer so i can immediately like have that trick ready so as soon as the run's finished we can fire it straight up and uh, still be within that time scale i've got a proposal actually here we, here we go guys this will be good <laughs> does it involve no, dice no, no. and cards what,
1: uh, <laughs> shut up shut up warwood this is going to be great yeah basically yeah i want <laughs> you should have cards you should be sat on like in a in panel and you should all wear like speedos and then it's a spectacle it's entertaining and you know and you should only out of 10 because <laughs> uh, i feel like the score because the scoring who did who came up with the scoring 'Cause I can't figure it out. How does that even work? Because all the numbers are so weird and you got you got poor Tim and Ed fumbling about in the commentary booth trying to do maths but, but and animal life.
0: But here's the best
1: bit. That's the
0: bit we love the most. We love guessing at the numbers. <laughs> we, love, we love trying to align ourselves with the judges. We love that more than the snowboarding, me and Ed. It's like... We love a good speculate. And I tell you what, there's nothing better than when you get it right. It's like landing a trick. So we're in the booth and we're like fists clenched going, yes. And we... Honestly, some of the times, if you'll guess a number spot on, like Ed will go, I think you're looking, that's going to be eight. around 85.6. If it comes in at 85.6, the restraint that Ed shows, he grips his fists and he shouts like, yes! But it comes out as, yeah, I thought it'd be an 85.6. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really in the booth, he's like, this.
2: <laughs> to be fair, we're, we're very much the same with slopes are, because in section by section, we all put these scores in and it goes into percentages and 10% for these and 40% for that. And... Uh, you sometimes look at the number that comes out and you're like, huh, interested, I didn't actually think that would be the total score. But I only watched two sections of the entire run and someone will do really well on my section and they won't appear in finals because they fell somewhere else and I've not got a clue. Judges are just, it's just a word, isn't it? Judges.
1: We don't think about the people behind the word judges ever, do we? No, and we don't. Really I feel don't. like no, we need... Then no, what you mean charity is we don't think to about the people
0: behind the word <laughs> judges fondly is what you mean to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like referees, you know. Do you have like a, is there like a, a judge's club, right? Where you all just like hang out, it's secret, like a speakeasy. You can only go in there if you're a judge.
2: Uh, no, we have my hotel room a lot of the time on the World Cup tour. <laughs> yeah. We don't tend to go like, it's the same thing. particularly after like big decisions, we tend to avoid anywhere where there might be other people. and We know we're quite safe in the room and we can block who comes in.
1: <laughs> I mean, after that a whole Max Parrot thing, what was the feeling among among the team? Because you are a team.
2: Everyone was very bummed out by it all. And it was, it was a very strange situation because me and Adam Begg, uh, the Australian judge that were doing the rails, we felt like we'd crushed it. We got all our scores perfect. We're super happy. But then we knew about the whole Max Pro incident that was kind of hanging over us. And it just it took a lot of the wind out of our sails a little bit. And after, especially after Women's Slopestyle, we were all buzzing. And the difference in atmosphere between those two days was yeah, kind of insane, really. But also, it's
0: worth noting that once the explanation as to, as to how the judging process happens came out... It fell away very quickly, didn't it? Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was a lot more support for the judges throughout the whole industry.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like on the day of and the evening of, Twitter was blowing up with all the negativity, and then we started getting some like loads of positive support from, like I said, Matthew Creble and Liam Griffin from Natural Selection Tour. Had kind of put some things out, not necessarily like supporting the decision, but kind of giving us a bit of bit of a boost. And then suddenly, I got loads of messages from friends, be like, just seeing all this blowing up, like, are you okay? So. I fortunately have escaped with a lot of the negative comments, but a couple of the guys again hammered still and getting emails through. But yeah, it's it's nice that it's turned around a bit more positive recently.
1: It's so horrible, man. I mean, come on. Like they've got no idea. Like you're doing you've got such a hard job, you doing doing such an amazing job as well. So hardest job at the Olympics. Right oh, That's what me and Ed say is. every time. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for dropping in as well. Uh, hang on, hang on, on. I've got We're one, one more you... question what? before he goes. Oh go. shit. One sorry, man. Question. Sorry, sorry. Go That's on. all
0: right. Gaz, what, what's, your, what's the best thing you've eaten? What, what have you eaten? Any cool food? What have you been doing? What, You're oh, obsessed, Tim.
2: Um, actually, the best thing I ate was a pizza, because there was a pizza hut in the hotel that we stayed in the Slope <laughs> Style, which I feel is really lame answer for being in Beijing. <laughs> That's no surprise And the worst thing is I haven't even had a robot Make me any meals Because that's what I was Really excited about When that came up on the news Before I came out here And it's been uh, Handmade From people No robots fuck It is 2022 I would be
1: out there Demanding fucking robots Make my food Where's my robot (laughs) Um
0: Oh, Gaz, can't wait to get you back in here and we'll uh, definitely treat you to a rum and coke the next time we see you.
2: Excellent. I'm glad you still remember my uh, my drink of choice.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. No, Cheers,
2: thank, man. Thanks Take thanks it easy. Hardly, see you later. See ya. Bye.
0: Anytime, Gaz. Take care. Put your coat on. Don't get too cold. <laughs> I've got my shorts on still.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. It's freezing out there, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs>
0: He's a lovely guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah,
1: really really nice guy. Very very down to earth considering the onslaught that they've had. You've had a little bit of experience with controversy, actually off the back of the Olympics for your commentary, <laughs> right? Yeah. How is that? Like seeing your your name being spoken about okay. in a really negative way? Can't be nice.
0: do you you know what I've got thick skin now I put myself out there for a living that's what I do I'm the world's biggest show off always have been I remember I did an impression of Michael Jackson uh, sang the song Black or White the school talent show back in 1995 (laughs) and ever since then (laughs) I did I did I did I (laughs) did
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, oh, Jesus. I don't even, I don't, I don't want to get into that anymore. I don't, no. um, Carry on, please. And
0: it's really weird when somebody you don't know, a faceless someone, for instance, take this time, this time now, I say what comes out, it just spouts out my mouth. A lot of it, some people find, you know, quite funny, and you're sifting through Twitter oh this is funny and this guy said this and oh my god and Tim Ward this and he's great and he's great and then all of a sudden one will it pings off Twitter you're looking at hundreds of really nice comments and then one you'll see it and honestly it cuts you like a bloody knife and it really takes the wind out your sails the one guy I think he said I'm sure I heard you guys having a wank at one point grow up lads (laughs) and it it's such a stupid thing to say but honestly it really affects you and i'm thick skinned i i do care what people think but i don't mind what people think you know that people are entitled to their own opinions and that's absolutely fine mm. but the fact that someone will go out of their way and take their time to post something negative about you is it just baffles me and it does cut deep you can't it, you can't help but let it affect you and actually when we had the controversy with Jenny Jones and we essentially cheered at the same time that Anagasa fell over. Now, of course, we weren't cheering that Anagasa fell over. We were cheering because when Anagasa fell over, that meant my friend, Jenny, had won a bronze medal. I knew it, the judges knew it, she knew it, everybody knew it. And so the moment I cheered, the the, the hate I got, the the messages from people, it's it was unbelievable. You know, somebody said, you work for an organisation which... Which hides pedophiles in plain sight? You should be ashamed. Like, why are they brand- why are they running brand- that on me? It's it's like it was mad. Daily Mail dredging up really old photos and making it like just the way they write about me, like I was a seedy, horrible guy. Mm. It was it was really bad. You have to take stock. And actually, like Gaz said there about, you get these messages of support. It was the messages of support from friends that helped you get through it. And actually, if you didn't get those messages of support, it would feel like a really lonely place.
1: It's, it's so vicious, isn't it? And it's that faceless element mm. of it, I think, that judges are judges. You know, you think of them as judges. You don't think of them as, as Gaz Vogan. You think, oh, it's just the judges. Yeah. And I think you have a bit of that with in the, in the commentary booth. I know it's you and Ed, but actually you're, you're just voices... And you work for an organisation, a really big organisation that's beamed into people's living rooms and sometimes people forget that and they you know, they're attacking and they might be attacking your tone and your delivery or whatever but they're not thinking of you as a as a living human person. <laughs> you know? It's so weird. No. But don't worry, Tim. I'm here if you ever need a hug, man, you know, we'll hug it out. Don't worry. Oh everybody thanks, bro. Thank you. you. Abuse. Thank you. So looking ahead at what's to come today, we've got the figure skate in the most watched Olympic sport. It's the mixed dancing. Yeah. Is it? Um, wow. I didn't know anything about it really, but the names taking part in that are Lewis Gibson, kind of fine, and Lila Thea. What a name. Ah, oh, same name as my daughter, Lila. Yeah, but not Thea. Do you fear your daughter?
0: That's a rad name though, isn't it? Lila Fear? We've also got women's individual skeleton. That wraps up today. Run three just after midday. Then the final at 1.35, Laura D's and Brogan Crowley in the mix there.
1: And no Team GB in this one. But we've got the men's ski jumping kicking off a little later on as well. And it's just fun to watch, isn't it? I love it. I, I want to do it. Well,
0: it's also the large hill, so it's the K one twenty. K denotes the distance you've got to jump. The K point, you've got to jump the K point, and the further past the K point you go, the more points you get. So, it's proper ski flying. This, this is the good one. It's
1: time for Timmy's predictions. Let's jingle this up. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy's Timmy's, Timmy's, predictions. Timmy's predictions. Timmy's predictions. That's quite nice, though. I feel like I'm in a gangster film from the seventies.
0: What you got? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I don't really know. I've I've done little to no kind of prep for my predictions. I'm just going to have a very quick look on the BBC (laughs) BBC Sports. See, website. I, lo- I love this. let um, see if I can pull something off there. Uh, You've
1: just shattered the, the illusion of it all, because I think listeners um, just assumed that okay. you had some kind of yeah. crystal ball in front of you, but the crystal ball has now been um, replaced with
0: Google. You, yeah, the girls. Does she tested positive? She, oh, she failed the drugs test in December.
1: No, no predictions today. No, right, okay. Is that the worst prediction Yeah, no, ever? that's the worst prediction ever. I'll tell you what, because it's, cause it's the men's ski jumping, right? Okay, let's do this instead and just like test your sort of your brain. This is fun. This will be fun because we can check this tomorrow. What distance will be in meters Ooh. the winning jump in the men's ski jumping?
0: Okay. Large hill. Yeah. We're talking yeah, yeah, about, aren't yeah. we? Yeah.
1: Large. We're talking about large hill. Come on. And then we'll cross-check um, it tomorrow and I'll tell you what, if you're within if you're within a meter, right? I will send something to where you are in Manchester as a little gift.
0: Stop it. Will you really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Within a metre, though, Tim, I mean...
0: So the K point is 120 on the hill. I promise I'm doing no Googling here. Okay, Ski flying, I think that's going to be quite legit, 120. I think you've got to be able to jump over 120 to even be here at the Olympics. I think that's going to be quite easy. I can't see it being 100 metres past that because that's just ridiculous. There's no way they're going 220 metres. I think we're going to be looking at around about 140...
1: Two. One forty-two. It's there. It is forever ingrained in audio form. We will check tomorrow. Timmy's prediction. You heard it here first. One hundred forty-two meters. The winning jump in the men's large hill ski jumping. A little later today. Medal standings uh, as they are uh, in first place at the moment. Germany. Seven golds. Germany. Absolutely top in the pack there. Then it's Norway, United States, Netherlands, and Sweden. We are yet to get a medal. Team GB. God knows if that's going to happen. Cheers, Tim. I'll see you tomorrow. You've got a day off today, haven't you? Well, no, because it's my night time now, so I I don't
0: have days. My days, (laughs) remember remember when you were sleeping, I was working. Oh,
1: yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, right. No such thing as a day off. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.
0: All right, matey.
1: Bye.